Welcome to another exciting edition of the Inner Dominatrix, the show that gets you stepping into your bold, sexy, fun-filled life. I am pumped. So I have an amazing guest for you today, Leslie Flowers. She is so dynamic and so much experience and wisdom that she's going to bring for you. This woman is incredible. She is a subject matter expert in performance, achievement, and mastermind. She's got over 12 thousand hours teaching the principles of success and universal law, but gearing it to women, which I thought, you know what? She has to be on this show. So Leslie, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you for inviting me. I'm excited about the conversation. Me too. Me too. So, you know, just to disclose, you and I have kind of talked about this subject personally and privately. And and the and what I want to bring up is this whole idea that you know a lot of people get sucked in by gurus and these self-help organizations that drain people's bank accounts and don't believe them any better off and I know you and I have some very similar ideas so I thought this would be just a cool piece to have a great conversation about I agree (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready okay so I wonder if you would share a little bit about your experience with some gurus that you thought were incredible people and you kind of got disillusioned with. Yeah, well, I can, I can share that. And, and, of course, it's been a number of years, so I have a lot more perspective now. Mm. I'm much more objective and responsive, and I'm very clear about there being two sides to everything and what my responsibility is and was during these experiences and uh i guess that's the wisdom you gain but Mm -hmm. for me i drank the kool-aid more than once and i'm glad i did and i think that's what happens we 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 fall in love with the dream and it's something we want very very much there is no doubt that the people that follow the big gurus, they're there because they really want to do those things. They want to grow in awareness. They want to be great. The issue becomes that they are not willing. When push comes to shove, they are actually not willing. We are not willing to do what it takes. And then these programs that we've invested in begin to cause a financial hardship. So, On the one hand, the gurus are all pretty much about making money. And there are two, it's a game of numbers for them. It would have to be. So often they say that they're about people first and money second. But my experience after being with them for a number of years is is that it's really about money first, people second. And it's really our responsibility. So when you buy into one of these big programs, and I know a lot of people that, have, that are, feel very burned about it. I don't because I'm one of the two or three out of a hundred that actually was willing mm-hmm. and actually have spent my life since late 2007 honing my skills to help women understand how to 
be the chameleon in business, to take on the attributes required without losing any femininity, to learn the principles of success that actually over 200 generations is what the context of business success is made up of. So, you know, it's, it's a two-way street where the, the gurus are about making money. And honestly, when you stop paying them, you stop hearing from them. <laughs> um, and that's just the way it is. And if you pay them, you hear from them. Yeah. But on the other hand, we have a responsibility. And you may, for me, once I got in there, after I drank the Kool-Aid, right, and I learned everything that was to learn, oh, then I found out about what the people were like. <laughs> and I didn't like them. I didn't like them. But by then, I, I mean, because I hung on their every word. Right? I mean, I had a crush on my gurus. I yeah. listened to tape after tape after tape. So, I, you know, that there's, there's really two sides to this. Uh, maybe they're not the nicest people in the world, and maybe we are responsible for our own successes and failures in the end. I love that. I, I really love the fact that you're pointing out. It's like, yes, we, we get, quote-unquote, duped into this. And, and at the same time, there's that piece of saying, okay, well, maybe we were, but we wrote the check. We willingly yeah. handed over our credit card. And then how do we take that and make it into something that really works for us? Because mm-hmm. I'm like you. I, I made the system work for me. You know, I, I got to the point where it was like, okay, this is all pretty crazy and I need out. But I took the tools that worked for me and, and walked out the door. That's right. And, and, you know, the other thing I think is we think, and I thought, that when I wrote this big check, and it was big, and it was in 08, and I mean, I guess it's relative, but it was a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know, when you write the check, I didn't have the money, but I wanted it so much that it showed up. And I was willing, as I said, to do the work. So I have many friends who were burned, right, or who felt burned, but I also didn't see them doing, there are programs, and you have to be responsible and be willing and committed. So there really really is two sides to this. We all, I thought that by using this person's name, because they were a big wig in personal growth, that that was going to make me something. (laughs) yeah and it didn't because the only people who knew the person's name were the people in personal development and those weren't necessarily my ideal clients so i would throw this name out and they go oh huh (laughs) right i talk about thinking grow rich and they go what and even today i had people say that so my perception was well if i stand behind the skirts of this big guru and i say i went to x school and i'm a consultant with y guru this makes me something oh it doesn't at all Uh, what makes you something is when you realize hey i know enough now to step out from behind the skirts and create my own stuff yeah that's fantastic and and i love that you've taken all of that learning and all of that wisdom and you've been looking and saying, okay, how do we, you know, fine tune all of these amazing tools that have been so targeted to men and, you know, moving them over and saying, how do they work differently for women? 
Yeah, well, I, and I will tell you, the work that I've done, um, I've taken thousands of hours uh, and being an expert in um, Think and Grow Rich and the principles of success and universal law and coupled that with metaphysics and quantum physics and um, modern biology and spirituality and Krishna consciousness, you know, different religions. And I've created a, a structural platform that includes all of those things. It's a foundation. And the thing that makes it easily easy to assimilate for women is that it's in bite-sized 21st century nuggets of information. Mm-hmm. You know, these books that were 100 and 200 pages long, nobody has the focus for that anymore. And the problem with Think and Grow Rich for most people is, is you'd have to read it 80 times to be able to see the cream rise to the crop. There's too much information to actually apply. So in the eight essentials of performance and achievement, which I've created and I teach, it includes all those principles. It includes accountability, mastermind, integrity, completion, influence, goal setting, everything that you need as a woman in 21st century language to apply these new skills, these are all new skills for women. We don't know any of this stuff. It's, it, and we wouldn't. We've only been in business 30 years, so why, how would we know? Mm-hmm. And yet, this is what the context of success is made up of. And men fit right in, but here's the thing. It's a habit for them, so there's no power. You see, you only have influence when you distinguish the habit. So by teaching women and making these principles a habit for women, they become powerful in what I can see. It's certainly in my own group since 2013, they're crushing the wage gap. And, you know, but it has to be done one by one. Yeah. So I'm grateful to my gurus. I may not like them as people, and I may never do business with them because I found out afterwards that that's not the way I want to do business. But I'm wholly grateful for what they taught me <laughs> because I built a business based on it, right? And they are brilliant. Yeah. And you can be brilliant and not a very nice person, you know. Absolutely. I've, I've met lots of those. <laughs> I think I lived with one of those at one point. And you know, for women, I would say for women particularly, you know, we're looking now. We know we need multiple streams of income. And most of the gurus from what I can see, right, is, is mostly women go to these things. Mm. And I think it's in our nature. So I think we just have to be very careful you know, that we distinguish our wants and our willingness because it really takes some chutzpah. It takes eggs it to build a business. Really and I think men did it because they're raising families and they had no choice. For me as a woman, I was married for a long time. I had another income. Yeah. I was working part-time. So, you know, until we realize that we have to run a business or that we are running a, a real business, this isn't a game or playing or a nice to have, right? This is now becoming serious. We've got to get smarter, Dana. Yeah. And the only way I know is to teach this material in a fun way 
and have women just step into their greatness and their yeah. inherent, you know, they're, they're amazing what they can do once they learn this information. And I want to kind of circle back. I know we kind of, you know, skipped a little bit over the discussion that I wanted to have with you. But oh, sorry. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> I know we, we can run off on all kinds of tangents. So, but you know, it's the idea that, you know, for women, yes, I think there's, um, there's a need for us to learn skills and businesses is relatively new for women to be in the workplace and running mm-hmm. businesses and the numbers are still low. And I think that, you know, that piece of looking for who do you align yourself with and in looking back on your experience, I, like I know for me, when I look back, I'm extremely grateful for my, mm-hmm. my experience as well, but there's, there's little telltale signs that, you know, and I'll share my point of view after yours, but where do you think that women most need to be aware of when they're looking at who to hire or what programs to take so that they avoid the people that are not in integrity? That's a great question. Well, first of all, any one of us is out of integrity probably at some time. Mm -hmm. So you'd have to consider that. Okay, so there are some that you're going to resonate with and some that you aren't. And I would say that you want to listen to your intuition, but above all, so for example, some people love Suzanne Evans. Mm -hmm. Some don't. She has a perky, sparky, in-your-face personality, right? Yeah. And then, then there's another person that I absolutely love. And now Suzanne's a guru star. She is. That's what I would call her. And then there's this wonderful woman, Pamela Bruner. Completely different. She's more like a conversational truth guide. Yeah. Right? And she worked with Suzanne and grew her business. So they're very different. So, you know, first I would, I would go to different events, but I would be very careful to have one intention, and that is to determine if this is the right person for you or this is the right program for you and leave your money in the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because, um, you know, and so, I mean, I love both these women. Yeah. But they have very different audiences. Not everybody, I mean, likes b- both of them. I mean, I happen to like both of them, but, you know, different. But, and, and everybody does things that we think are disappointing to us, even when we don't know their intention. So it's more about your own heart. What are you willing to do? Most of all, you better do some due diligence. Mm. Talk to people that have done the work, right? And, And see how they've come out. Do some due diligence, right? That perhaps that's the most important thing. Don't make a quick decision. Although Napoleon Hill says successful people make quick decisions and are very slow to change them, if at all. But it's usually after you already have, when you have all the information, make the decision quickly, but gather all of the information first. Yes. Do your due diligence and know that you're going to be sold a dream. Yes. (laughs) And, And if you're really a good salesperson, you're sold easier. Because I'm a good salesperson, so boy, I really appreciate a good sales pitch. 
Oh, see, I'm the opposite. I'm, oh. I'm good at sales and I am a hard person to sell because I, I'm always watching their sales technique and it's like, oh, I like right. that. But right. I'm, not, I'm not getting sucked in. <laughs> so. I think, I think uh, um, the other thing that, you know, I think due diligence would be the most important. And, and that yeah. you're, as a woman, please remember that these people really are not your friends, nor are they your mentors. Mm. That was a big mistake I met. Oh, I was so in love with these men. Yeah. And by the way, they were men, in case you didn't notice. Mm-hmm. Right? In most instances, the very big wigs, other than Mary Morrissey, and of course, Suzanne now, and, um, and Pamela, and I'm sure there are many others, and I, I apologize for anyone that I'm leaving out. I have a very narrow frame of reference. I am clear on that. And I mean, there are wonderful people out there, um, uh, men and women. Yeah. And, you know, due diligence is definitely one of the, one of the pieces that I always say to people. And so you've, you've articulated that in more depth than I usually go into. I love that. Um, And so my piece that I always come from is to, you know, pull again on that intuition and yes, right. And so to come from the perspective that you're not broken, that there's nothing that needs to be fixed. And, you know, if you're coming at these programs from the idea that you are broken and that somehow you need someone to solve this, you need the right program, you need the right tools, you're going to get sucked in a lot easier than if you walk in and it's like, I'm perfect the way it is and I will figure it out on my own, but do I want to get there faster and easier and is this are these the people I want to play with? Mm-hmm. And that's the power piece that I always love to invite people to play in. You know, just you, you made me think of years ago when I first took landmark education, and you and I have had this conversation. <laughs> We've both done different transformational technologies. And, yeah. and uh, I remember, gosh, this was in 96, I was driving to the weekend event and I live in the South and a lot of people had said, Oh, it's a cult. Oh, watch <laughs> out. you know, so I, as I drove, I remember specifically saying to myself, I've spent, I think it was three or $400. I don't remember, but I, and, and you stay overnight. It's several, it's two and a half days. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I remember saying to myself, if anything feels uncomfortable, you have your permission to get up and walk out. Good for you. And because I did that, I felt free. And so there was never anything. I was free to leave. I gave my, it wasn't about the money. I, if mm-hmm. anything smacked that felt wrong, I would just leave. And screw the money. And I think because of that, I was able to, and and nothing ever came up, you know, so that was a really great thing for me. Yeah. And And, and such, such a great point about in this, the topic that I was talking about, about being willing to lose, like you were in that moment, willing to walk away from the money that you'd invested. Mm -hmm. And that gave you the freedom to be there objectively and get everything you could out of it for you. Yeah. Yeah, it worked out rather than worrying, you know, mm. would the next thing someone said trigger me and would I get upset, mm. right? Um, and, and actually living in the South, there was concern, let's see, as I recall all those years ago, oh, that it might be something religious. 
right? Because we yeah. are in the Bible Belt. So, you know, and that was, what, 20 years ago. So, yeah. but, but, you know, and even that, that technology I'm grateful for. And, you know, even though there are things about it that um, are missing, that I didn't find out because I drank that Kool-Aid too. <laughs> I drank the landmark Kool-Aid yeah. and I got everything out of it and I did their leadership program and I got people in. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I left and became aware of so much more that I realized what was missing. There. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so, you know, I see a lot of out of integrity with people and probably, and myself too. The only thing I know to do is to, you know, uh, take responsibility and apologize. But what I got out of it, I'm using, and I'm using it to help people. So I can look past that. For those who are looking with the gurus and, and you know, here's the thing. <laughs> if there's a whole lot of people moving in one direction and two or three moving in the other Go with the two or three. <laughs> Frankly, the masses have always been wrong about everything and always will be. And if you look at these big, you know, there's one in particular right now that I think you can get in for four or $5,000 and they have thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think that those people are making a living? Of course they're not mm-hmm. because it's a game of numbers. Now, honestly, two or three out of every hundred in any one of these programs actually do anything. Yeah. Really do anything. And that is, so that's why you have to decide for yourself, okay, I'm going to invest, but it's not going to matter to me whether I like this person or not. Oh yeah. I was talking about these people are not your friends. No. <laughs> <laughs> these men are in business to make money. And I like a Gaga fell in love with all my gurus and was deeply paid. When the money ran out, and so did their guidance, mm. I was hurt. They yeah. hurt my feelings mm-hmm. because women, we, you know, because I guess as a woman, I thought there was more. There wasn't. <laughs> there wasn't anything else there. It was strictly business. I, they gave me the information. They taught me how to teach it. I paid them the money. Wham, bam, we're done. There was no gushy, lovey-dovey, any, like, you know, and and that was the biggest heartbreak. Yeah, they weren't taking you out for breakfast afterwards. Not at all. Not unless I was paying. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I think that's a great perspective. You know, women, we we love to communicate. We love to talk and tell stories. And we also need to realize that, you know, when it comes to business, business is business. And it's okay to be all about business when it's time for business yes. and save your stories and, and whatnot for your girlfriends. So when you, if you dis- decide to invest in one of these programs, yeah, do your due diligence yes. and remember it's business. Yeah. They are not your buddies. They're no. not your mentors. A mentor, I don't believe is someone you pay. A no. Mentor, right. And, and I have a mentor who was a friend who has just wanted me to succeed. Yeah. And then there's those other people that I paid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think the other thing that I've seen, at least, you know, because I was involved in something called access consciousness and Mm. I watched people, you know, stay in that. And I think a lot of where they stayed was 
this sense of community. You know, you talked about your, yes. these people, these gurus, you know, you fell in love with them. Well, I think people also fall in love with that idea of these people understand me, they get me, we all speak this secret coded language mm-hmm. and, and you get, you know, kind of wrapped up. And, and that's where for me, it was like, okay, this is starting to feel a little too much like my childhood and growing up in that cult. I need out. Landmark was the same way. It's an interesting phenomenon. It really is because Mm -hmm. the technology, the things that we took away were brilliant and we became more aware. Mm, We became so much more aware. But about the community, I'll tell you, certainly with Landmark, the, the thing I think that held them together and still does hold them together is they do the weekend trainings and they have all sorts of wonderful ones. Um, but then they do this three-month seminar, and that's a place where you go and you it has its own theme, but you get to practice the distinctions and the habits and skills you learned during the forum and the advanced course and their other courses. Mm-hmm. But here's this, and so therein lies the community, but I have to tell you, <laughs> I think it's the first and the seventh or the seventh and tenth when you can, anybody can go. Right, and sit in on the seminar. So it's a seminar once a week for three months. Yeah. I went back 10 years later, and the same people were talking about the same problems. Wow. Using the same languaging. So, to the point of community, there is value in having a community where you are comfortable. But what I saw was there was no growth, Mm. right? Because the same issues with the same words. Yeah. So if you want community, great. Yeah. But be aware of where you're picking at. And if you want to, if you want to, if you want to grow, you have to leave the community. (laughs) (laughs) And it's scary. Yeah. Well, especially for, you know, I, I watched some people that were just so, like, they all in, like, their entire mm. world becomes that modality, that those tools, those, you know, courses that their classes that they're going to, classes that they're putting on in order to pay for their life. It's like Scientology a little bit. <gasps> I know. Oh, I didn't say that. I know. You <laughs> had to bring that up. <laughs> oh, they have big money. I don't want to bring them on the show. Okay. <laughs> So that community, those people that you saw doing the same stories and the yeah. same language and whatnot, I, I recently have started to wonder if those people are perhaps the victim narcissist character. And so they have this endless supply of people who will pity them and they you know, just keep drawing on these people who want to try to fix them and try to help them because they're in this community of helpers. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I'm not familiar with the archetypes that way. I mean, I am the Enneagram, so what is the narcissist side? I get the victim side, but what is the narcissist side? Is it is it that that you are deserving of the focus? So a narcissist, um, you know, in the classic look at it, a narcissist is all about getting um, fuel from other people. So okay. emotional fuel from other people, whether it's positive or negative. Okay. And the classic style that people are familiar with is the, you know, charming, over the top, sweep you off your feet, right. charming. And then, you know, after he has you in his grasp, he starts beating you. 
And so it's this, you know, wonderful love bombing in the beginning and then turns the other direction and starts to get the negative fuel. And so a victim narcissist is gets all of their fuel by being pitied, by being taken care of. Mm. And it's always poor me, poor me, poor me. And they never change. Mm. Well, you know, <laughs> I would say that there would be levels of intensity of that. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe some of them are, and there are many that are, but I, I just see different shades of gray. Oh, yeah. Like maybe 50. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> what I'm thinking is, is that, you know, that, that even those folks in their own journey could be progressing to a less intense victim narcissist archetype. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so even cool. within that, the constraints or the parameters of that box, if mm-hmm. you will, mm-hmm. uh, that community box that they live in, unaware of other boxes or communities outside, <laughs> there is actually a level of growth possible in awareness. Sure. To Maybe a certain possible. point. But it just stunned me when I, when I heard those words. I said, oh my and I remember that specifically. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm out here, you know, learning all these things and, and just growing in awareness of my own infinite potential and just kicking butt and having a great time, you know. Mm-hmm. And then these people are, are, are telling the same stories over and over. It reminds me of some people live 90 years and other people live one year 90 times over. <laughs> That's a great expression. So true. Yeah. So How else can we help your listeners? Well, any other tips or, you know, things for people to look out for to avoid the and self self-growth and self-growth? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think it's okay to be involved. You just have to be smart about it. Do your due diligence one thing I, I recommend, one thing I've found is the woman's mastermind that I've been running based on the eight essentials of performance and achievement is one way that women can learn to trust each other. And it's the principle of mastermind. So what I would say is it wouldn't be such a bad idea to have your own small mastermind. Mm. It doesn't have to be large. In fact, it can just be you and someone else. Um, that's actually the definition is when two or more people get together, you know, like you and I, we get all sorts of ideas. So you develop mm-hmm. exponential ideas in mind. Um, but it, it might be a really good idea to, b- before you take a leap, is to find two or three women that you believe are on on the same level of awareness and that are collaborative and not competitive and that don't gossip and that when they screw up, they take responsibility because those are some of the leadership qualities Mm -hmm. and the qualities you need to have if you want to be successful in business. So perhaps the smart thing to do is to become part of or develop your own small mastermind and, and do it together. Yeah. Do the due diligence and the collaboration about, you know, looking at these things together. 
Mm-hmm. as a safety net. What do you think? I, I love that idea, Leslie. I, I have been involved with masterminds myself over the years. I, oh my goodness, probably going back 20 years now. I've been through mm-hmm. different ones. And it's always so lovely because you have a group of people who have a vested interest in your business, but not a financial vested interest. They're emotionally mm-hmm. vested. They mm-hmm. want to see you do well. And so when they're sharing something, a tidbit or an insight, you know that it's coming from the heart and from a place of, I think this will help your business. So yeah, I love what yeah, you're doing with the masterminds. You know, the thing is, is I firmly believe that we are mirrors of one another's greatness. Mm. And that greatness is a muscle that grows in direct proportion to its use. So if I see greatness in you, and I train myself to only see the greatness in others, and by law, there is good things in everybody. There are good things in everybody, even someone Mm -hmm. you don't like. Mm -hmm. Once you train yourself to look for the greatness in others, the size doesn't matter of what it is they did. You're actually, because we're a mirror of one another's greatness, you're developing your own muscle of greatness. And that's who you want in your mastermind. You want mm-hmm. someone who is looking for what you're not seeing that will help you be successful. And oh, by the way, look at what am I missing? And, and this is what women don't have. And this is actually one of the things I've cracked the nut on trust with women in this group because I had to figure out how is it that women would be going along and they'd be building a little momentum and boom, they'd, they'd leave a group and they'd start another or they'd go to another group. And so their, their business, they didn't have any upward curve. It was like jagged, up, down, up, down. They'd be in one group and they'd drop out, be in another group and they'd drop out. And I found out why. And it has to do with women gossiping and collapsing mm. together personal and professional behavior we've never had to distinguish them so we get in a business situation and without realizing it this is not intentional behavior we say something catty or nasty which is exactly what a woman who's building confidence doesn't want to hear yeah so then they go well crap this you know i feel bad this isn't the group for me and then they leave so any momentum they've got is gone so once you learn and you train yourself to look for the greatness in others then you never have this gossip or this petty stuff that is hurtful we're all about women building confidence it's also a muscle and yeah. and it grows in direct proportion to its use and the way you grow it is through achievement. So you've got to achieve, whether it's a task or a goal, the size doesn't matter, in consistent space intervals over time. So how does a woman do that? Well, she creates a mastermind where women are committed to the greatness of others and understand that there's two different behaviors, that you do not, that gossip is hurtful and it's amazing. Once women see this, they adhere right away. Women are very smart. They are very. I mean, I got a woman who just broke 65% increase in corporate in two years with promotions. Fantastic. I mean, that's just a little, just a little tidbit. So 
anyway, I got way off course. So let's go back to you. You're in charge. And, and uh, gosh, we, we always talk like this. So you can get me back on course. I know. I know. It's, it's great. You know, and, and I'm really, I'm really thankful that you came and joined me today because, you know, you really do have a lot of wisdom and experience. You know, there's a lot of people talking out of their ass. But yeah. you've taken all of the years that you've actually been using this, working with clients on it. And so it's a fine-tuned craft that you have. And you really do walk your talk. I love being around you. So thank, thank you. you so much for coming on. My pleasure, my dear. My pleasure. Thank awesome. you for inviting me. <laughs> All right, so stay tuned for the next exciting episode of Inner Dominatrix. Thanks for tuning in to the Inner Dominatrix, the show that lets you step into your bold, sexy, fun-filled life. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to tell your friends about it. And if you're ready to own your Inner Dominatrix, then hop over to my website, innerdominatrix.com, and let's have a conversation to get you rocking your bold, sexy, fun-filled life.